I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast, where we are without Ro Moran for this week because he's feeling under the weather and well, you know, it's been a long, long day. Weather. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens when in expect man na summer na dapat iinit na, tas biglang Lumamig. it's raining and people aren't bringing umbrellas and shit. I mean, fortunately, hindi pa ako na uulanan, but you know, uh, There's, it's, it's it's all in the air. Yeah, it's all in the air, and the allergies are kicking in. Uh, I've been nasal since yesterday. Uh, my partner, Chloe, wasn't even able to go on air today. So, you know, everyone's caught some some bug. And if you are also sick somehow, you know, I can't blame you. But the show must go on, so and we might does. as well, you know, we might as well soldier on as we always do. Now, uh, the first thing we got to talk about is the fact that PWR Path of Gold has a sponsor in the form of Ho! Potato Corner. Oh, didn't see that one coming, did you? I don't think anyone did. So, did you? Did you? So, uh, obviously, some of us have already heard about this, uh, you know, since the the talk about the sponsorship was brewing. And I'm just really happy that Potato Corner was like, all right, let's make it official. Let's make it happen. Here's money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we're, we're, we're putting the, we're putting the putting potato a stand, in the match. Right, we're putting the, the oh, sp- spudster, spudster, the mascot, in a match. We're putting the Potato Corner stall at uh, Circuit Makati. You know, that that's all awesome. I'm uh, really, really excited for this. I haven't been this excited since we got Jack and Jill Calby. Or when we got Yellow Cab. So your your main <laughs> event is a Path of Gold match, which lasts anywhere between, say, what, 40 minutes to an hour? That you can, you know, one tear of rice, three flavors, you can get that down, man. Oh, so it's good, but it's like watching a movie, except it's happening and unfolding live before your eyes. And, and it's cheaper than a movie. And, and you're taking your potato corner. Right, right. All right, all right. So... Uh, before we show Potato Corner too much, are actually not paying us for this spot on the podcast. But they get it anyway. Um, Glad to have you with the you know, PWR family. We're, we're just really happy to share that news with you, so we can't wait to have you uh, with us at Path of Gold this Sunday, right? So it's going to be 2 p.m. this Sunday at the Paramax Center Spotlight Circuit, Makati. Now, got some stuff to talk about in the world of WWE before Oof. we get to our guest for tonight. Our guest, uh, we haven't really had him on the podcast since July or August 2015, and we're excited to talk to him. I know you guys are excited to hear what he has to say as well. Especially leading up to Path of Gold. He's got some wrestling My road God. stories to share, some uh, stories about being a tag team specialist and eventually moving on to be a singles wrestler, talking about Ruthless Miguel Rosales, who is going to be entering Path of Gold at number one this Sunday. Number one. All right, before... For all that, let's talk about the WWE because uh, there there was some stuff that took Eventful. place that are worth talking about. Eventful. Some quick news from outside the ring. One, WWE is planning to bring in Alberto Del Rio back for a third run. 
really quickly, I think it's a mistake because WWE has consistently dropped the ball on ADR's character. He's always been unhappy with how he's booked. He's always been better off outside. Yeah, now that you mention it, that's actually that's actually pretty true. Ever since his last run, he's been doing okay for himself. And the weird thing about this is obviously WWE wants to bring in that transcendent Latino star that they thought they had in Eddie. Uh, that, that they, they wish have, they had in Eddie. No, they did have that in Eddie. You know, right before he died, they had that with Ray for a while until yeah. he started breaking down. Kalisto and, didn't do it. No, that's the thing. They consistently forget that they've got Kalisto on their roster. They've got the Lucha House Party there, right? And if they're and not happy guys, with that, they've those, got yeah. guess what? They've got Andrade Cien Almas waiting in the wings down in NXT, who is so much more than what people give him credit for. You forget he's like if you didn't really listen to commentary at Takeover, you forget he's third generation. Eh? So you know even if that, even if that. you discount all of those Latino WWE superstars we mentioned, yeah, there are other guys outside of WWE who could probably deserve that. Oh, not necessarily des- deserve, deserve, but, but like, who could fill the spot? Yeah, and probably give it a run for their money if they got the opportunity. Like Penta El Zero M, you've also got Penta. Penta says. He doesn't I, speak English. That, that, that was, but that was neither does Grand Metalik. Yeah, true. Oh, oh, who else? You got Tejano, who speaks English. Tejano. He's a legacy and legacy. is a character. True, true, true. And he's not a cruiserweight. And he's not a cruiserweight. That's 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 my other check. He could be that guy. You want a luchador? Oh, what about King Cuerno? Uh, El Hijo del Fantasma. Fantasma. He also speaks English. He does. He does. But he he's has, got a great body. He's got other ties to consider. So it's like it's, yeah, I mean, alangadin, Fantasma's alangadin. with impact. I yeah. know, right? Uh, Tejano's probably still with AAA. Sadly, right? So, Biggest mistake of his career. Yeah, uh, I, I think at this rate, like the most likely is probably Penta, and he's the one who's got the lack of English holding him back. True. But, you know, I'm just saying that if you don't want to have ADR in WWE, there are a host of other... Or, or, and there, there's so many ancillary reasons. So many other choices. Br- and there's so many other non-ring reasons to not bring him back. Yeah, called Paige. All right. Uh, other news that took place outside the ring. There is news about the Cruiserweight Tag Team Championship. R- rumors as of now, but very strong rumors that are picking up on the interwebs. That they will debut after WrestleMania once the Cruiserweight Championship picture has been settled. Now, hot take. Okay. Hot take. Uh, well, this isn't really a hot take. I actually think this is a good idea. Why? Because it gives the other Cruiserweights something to fight over aside from the title because I can live with the Cruiserweights no longer being on Raw. True. They don't need it as long as the show is kept this tight and they can develop the storylines this way. Because you know, know Lucha Underground is the best model for this. They have a host of characters that na rotate. Sometimes every two weeks they just come out. Three or more. Pa. And yet they're kept relevant. They're being Segments, used. Vignettes. There, there are more than 16 of them. The cruiserweight division has say sixteen, give or take. I uh, know sixteen uh, no. as part of the tournament, and then you have the other guys who are, uh, you know, in, in the periphery. Yeah. Right. Like you have Brian Kendrick, who's the lucha injured. party. <laughs> no, no, the lucha party is part of the sixteen. Okay. So that's your tournament yeah. bracket. No, no, Brian, the, the They're part they're of the bracket. They're all part of the bracket. Yeah, right. Part, what I'm talking part. about are the guys who are not in the bracket for whatever reason, like Noam Dar. Dar. Injury. Injury, right? Uh, see, ano nga, see Brian Kendrick, who's also, also lost to injury. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, that, that's not even counting some of the guys who, uh, who qualify to be cruiserweights. Who would qualify to be cruiserweights if they were ever called up from NXT, like say a Leo Rush, or you know um, potential part timers and British strong style. British strong style. Thank you. All three of them. Right. All three of them. Uh, no, Trent Seven is a cruiserweight. Was... He's over two hundred five. Eh? Uh, 
but but well, Tyler yeah. Bate and Pete Dunn are. So yeah. what what I'm trying to say here is that there is a chance for cruiserweights to thrive with a tag team division in that show. Mm-hmm. So uh, as it stands, you've got tag teams like the Lucha House Party and Team Japan, uh, Akira Tozawa and Hideo Very recently formed. Right. Uh, who, who else are... Uh, well, the remnants of the Zo Train, if they were to ever reform, right? Yeah. Um, I think everyone except outside of Gula could come together. Right. Uh, Mustafa Ali and whatever friend he decides to grab for, for himself. The week. Right, for the about. week. Yeah, this is, this is something... It's a natural progression that could work out in the end, right? Right, right. So, you know, you have all these things going on. So, I, I think it's a step in the right direction, if mm. if you ask me. Right, so uh, what what else? What else went went down? Um, there there is a developing story concerning Roman Reigns and the steroid news. Yeah, there always is. Right, but there really is no debate there. I think uh, I would rather wait for everything to come out before we give our hot takes here. So yeah. let's keep them in the oven for now. Um, New Japan had their forty sixth anniversary this week. Yeah, uh, the main event was an inter uh, an intra chaos match between Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada. Fun watch, fun watch, worth watching. I will say that because even though Osprey doesn't sell the way you'd expect wrestlers to sell when they're up against Okada, it was a fun match. It was a fun match. no, st- minimal stakes, just a lot of pride, and masaya. New Japan set up for what is going to be an explosive Q two. Looks good. Promising. All right. Now, uh, before we get to the last bit of news that I'm trying to remember right now for the life of me, let's address the fact that they made it official this week on Raw and they have a triple threat intercontinental championship match between The Miz, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Yeah. This is exciting. This is exciting for me because here you have one of the most underlooked not the most underlooked guy in WWE in the Miz and two guys who are world ch- former world champions former world champions who don't necessarily fit into the main event picture right now do you it's a match you didn't know you wanted but now i'm really intrigued with so when wrestlemania 2000 happened yes. i wasn't able to catch Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho for the IC and European titles. Yes. But you know, people still rave about that match 18 years it later. It is good. It is good. If you have the network, go catch it, guys. And I dare say with you know the star power in this match, it has the potential to be this generation's equivalent of Angle, Benoit, Jericho. And it could be a show stealer at that. Yeah, the only difference is the fact that at this point, Miz, Seth, and Finn have all been world champion. Yes. So, now, they're, they're so much more established than those three legends were at the time. Yeah, I'm really excited even though um, they kind of dropped the ball on Ms. Taraj versus Ballard. Eh, but, you know, I'm, I'm okay with this. I wouldn't mind. I, I am pretty curious lang where uh, the club will find themselves. But, you know, speaking of... Free show, probably. <laughs> speaking of tag teams, there's a new tag team DAO that is being formed to eventually take on the bar at WrestleMania. Mm. I'm not sure who this is. Mm-hmm. And given that Raw's tag team division exists and that the bar has run through them, it makes me wonder who they're actually going to put together. Did you see... Wait, but did you see the the Young Bucks tweeting out that... Yeah, I did. That, I did. that, 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 bit, that bit was just... Okay, you know it's an obvious tease, but... Given the history of WrestleMania appearances, because we thought the Hardy Boys was like probably just a one-off, right? When it happened, when right, this happened, right? Yeah. Akala yeah. Mo lang, okay, 
They'll do this, they'll drop the titles in a month, they'll go back to ROH and do that shit. So you're basically telling me that if that was something if that, that could happened happen, last year, I'm not saying it's outside the realm of possibility. It's highly unlikely. Here's the problem with that theory. Uh, the problem with that theory is that the Young Bucks have historically been averse to, to being WWE slaves. Yeah. In the sense that they like their schedule, they like how they make their money, they like that they can create their own merch, and that they have the relative freedom to work wherever. And imagine if they do a one-off. Just a one-off. I don't think Vince is going to allow that. I don't think so. I mean, he'll probably do it for the virality of the moment if he even understands the concept of organic and viral oh, on social media. I think he does. Uh, imagine, like, how much, imagine how many other... How much more... How many more eyeballs he could pull in with that? No, that but it's not it, 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 uh, are mainstream fans even aware of the young bucks? Yeah. And I'm not just talking yeah. about mainstream fans, like say, uh, like s- someone like myself, for example, who wouldn't really go out of my way to watch Ring of Honor. I'm talking about the kids who aren't per smarkety like we are. They're they have a market, kasi. If you win, no, 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 no. Yeah. you're not answering my question. Wait, I'm, I'm what s- you're answering is the fact that the young bucks have a market, which has been clearly established. Yes. Okay. If you're th- if you're gonna talk about the kids. Who go out of their way to watch to watch wrestling in general? That market is emerging. Okay, it's just think about just think think about it. Think about I don't it. think the casuals will care too much. I mean, like, yeah, it'll be like, oh, cool. Uh, these are two new guys who we don't really get to watch, but may have heard of on the internet. But I don't think they're gonna lose their minds. People like us will lose yeah, our no, minds. Yeah, we will lose our we minds. We will lose our minds. But when go they go to a see, PWR show, yeah, and I I will tell you, half of those people will not really give too much of a fuck if the Young Bucks come out. Half Oof. of those people. Oof. Revo Nation. Revo Nation. No, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to die on this hill. Okay, you, you die. I'm not, I'm not going to fight the battle. But the thing is, if it does happen, remote chance, 2%, 1% chance that it does happen, would you want to see it? Oh, yeah. I bar, mean, like, I, bar, I, I, versus, I bar versus the Bucks. I wouldn't kill for it. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I would. Know. Then you go murder somebody because I'd be like, oh wait, whatever. All right. So, but that's me. That's me. So let's go back to the WWE discourse, which is Uh, they have to put somebody together. Yeah, they have to put a team together to take on the bar. I really have no idea who this is, so uh, this this should be pretty interesting. Um, I I wish it were Neville, but I know it's not gonna be Neville. So (laughs) we'll see, we'll see. Um, One last bit on uh, on Raw before we go to SmackDown. Mm. Uh, So so on SmartHenry.ph this week, Nicole so put Ah. out a controversial Raw review because of certain opinions. One of which, or uh, the the most controversial among them, being that uh, she said it was counterintuitive of WWE to have Paul Heyman cut that promo referring to the Universal Championship as. A his her as his bitch, bitch. as as you know, um, with all these feminine pronouns and driving regard, the point with with regard to Brock Lesnar, so, Brock Lesnar, and by extension Roman Reigns. <laughs> so there there was a lot of attention online, uh, most of them from American fans and American keyboard warriors who were flaming Nicole and flaming the site for uh, allowing an opinion like that to be published. It's a valid opinion. To which I say, as an editor, um, yeah, one, it's a valid opinion. Two, it was justified and fleshed out. Three, it's so easy for you to bash a female writer when you're a guy. Yeah. Especially and when your argument Especially when your argument is the boys will be boys argument. Well, uh, which which really is stupid because uh, 
we saw how the internet roasted Anthony Taberna when he tried yeah. to throw that out yeah. a couple weeks ago no magang kay ganda. Yep. Right? Victim shit. So so it uh it it it's just so weird to me how all these guys can keep patting themselves on the back and sucking each other's dicks for you know for an argument that doesn't even hold make water. sense. It doesn't hold water. So and, and, and end of the day, kasi, end of the day, kasi, it's it's, it's counterintuitive it's to the women's evolution stake that WWE's trying to push. When you sh- when you have Paul Heyman out there cut a very eloquent promo in which they objectify a title of all things, yeah, and and treat it like a woman, which is being objectified. Oh, right, and, and it's, it's it's one of those you could have done a lot better. You could have gotten heat a different way. I mean, you're fucking Paul Heyman, right? Yeah, and it could have been it could have been handled better. But at the end of the day. We have this criticism. Um, Smart Henry stands by it, and at the end of the day, thanks for the clicks, thanks for the views. Thank you, thank you. Our ad money, our ad money, whatever ad money we're getting, has gone up this week. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is also a call to action to the other writers of Smart Henry to keep putting out hot takes, but make sure they're nuanced, make sure they're thought out and fleshed out, right? With minimal puns. Okay, let's move on to SmackDown where uh, oh, 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 oh. we got a couple of questions that we have oh, to talk about. Oh my god. Okay. Oh so first god. off, first off, let's oh. talk about the super great characters on SmackDown right now. Oh. Particularly in the main event scene. Because so that's where you really see the shades of gray coming out. So you got AJ Styles, who's supposedly the baby face of baby faces on SmackDown, and yet but that's he's not, not the case either because but he's not. He goes out there and he rips Dolph Ziggler for his failures. Yeah. Which is not a very baby-facey thing to do. Even if he is the face that runs the place? Yeah, when, when you think about it, about You've got Dolph Ziggler who will stand by AJ's side when they're being attacked. But. And at the same time, he will double-cross anyone he sees fit because he doesn't give a shit. And he's disillusioned. And he's trying to get AJ Styles to realize that you're a flavor of the month, kid. They're going to do this to you too. Exactly. So, like, my sympathetic factor is si Dolph even though he acts like an asshole. Right? Straight asshole. Not, not the nuanced asshole, straight asshole. Yeah. For for the sake of discussion. You've got Baron Corbin, who's pretty much... Uh, the lone the, wolf personified. The straight heel. He, he uh, is the straight heel for all intents and purposes. There's nothing too gray about Baron Corbin because he his uh, writing has been pretty straightforward. But he's been an edgelord since day one. Uh, you've got John Cena, who is a baby face, but is also kind of a heel in the sense that... Come on, man. You blew your shot at the main event of WrestleMania. Why you gotta keep pushing this? Why you gotta insert yourself into this... What was a five-man thing is now six-man. And he's pulling the I I need my spot argument. Which is very tweener. No, it's not tweener. It's not, it's not baby. But it's, it's, not it's baby the desperation. Thing. It's the desperation and the willingness to do whatever out of desperation that probably make Cena a shade of gray right now. I wouldn't even say he's gray talaga, but there is a gray area. Very light which, gray. Very in, light gray. In, in, in which John Cena exists. Now, we'll talk about uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn later on, but what do you think about these shades of gray that SmackDown characters are straddling right now? I like it. I've always liked it when when wrestling takes this... How do you say this? Attitude era style. Na you don't know where everyone stands, but you know why you like them, diba? Na parang may panindigan sila. They may have panindigan, some, may, panindigan sila. Now they have something to fight for. Their motivations are clear, and if they operate in the air in the gray areas, I'm fine with that. As long as you know where the characters lie and they know that they're fighting for what they believe in, diba? And that's all we really. That's what we have asked booking to do. When it was bad, 
No, you know what I what what I like about SmackDown is uh, you you hit you were onto something there when you said that the motivations have to be made clear and right? they are clear for the most part they are clear and even with say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn which we'll touch on in a bit hi uh, you've got you you have their motivations but you also have years and years and years of history to fall back on yes which brings us to this next talking point which is. Would you buy Kevin and Sammy in reverse roles? And and to contextualize this for someone <coughs> who may not be getting it, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, you, you'll have to forgive Kamas' uh, very uh, phlegmy coughing. It, it's ah, really the weather. Ah. Yeah, but get out I of here, Kamas. Your, your, your bug's going to infect people here. All right, so you got Kevin Owens, who's traditionally been the heel, and yet he was the one that got betrayed on SmackDown. And then you got Sami Zayn, who's been traditionally the babyface, and yet he was the one who really imbibe the spirit of every man for himself in that main event on SmackDown. And it was beautiful. Yeah, yes, it Thomas. Was, like, I, I know sorry, it was your wet dream. I, uh, but it, is, it was not my wet dream to have it happen now. We've but, talked about this in the past mm-mm. where we just couldn't imagine a world in which Sami Zayn is the heel to Kevin Owens' babyface. And yet now that I've seen this happen in front of me, I'm like, all right, I want we're more. We're here. I want more. Because you've never seen Sammy this way. We've always seen him as the lovable loser. We know him to be the lovable loser. And that's what he's made his career on, right? And then now you have him saying to his quote-unquote best friend, Hey man, I'm overlooked. I'm taking my spot. However the hell I'm gonna get it, right? There, it's, not, it's not something that's outside of his wheelhouse. But at the same time, it's a, it's, um, it's a wrinkle that they're adding to, to push him in that area of the gray. No, I, I think what I like about this is the fact that, uh, again, the intent is expressed. Yes. And it's justified by the layer of his motivations. Yeah. He his still wants to be a champion. Are he wants to be a champion. He wants, he wants to, to prove, prove himself. He's the best. And if in the process of proving himself to be the best, he has to run over his best friend, then so be it. Um, you know, we still his haven't figured best out... Friend. We still haven't figured out what Kevin and Sammy's WrestleMania is going to look like. True. But if it ends up being a singles match between the two of them... I doubt. I doubt. Again. I doubt. Well, I mean, we've not, we haven't we seen haven't it had, at Mania. We, have, we haven't seen it one-on-one at Mania. But imagine heel Sammy versus face Kevin at Mania. Double turn. No, I know. These are double turn because <laughs> they're both but currently heel. No, but... Sammy... It's a double turn, but... You could you could start delineating them completely at Mania, right? It's full delineation. Na. You have gone to the dark side. You are now babyface Kevin Owens. See, the thing with Sammy is, as you mentioned, Mm-mm. he's always been the babyface. He's always been the lovable loser. And he's in a new territory right now as a heel. Unseen, stop. Unseen. Full stop. Yeah, full stop. Full right? Stop. So with, with Kevin Owens, people cheer for Kevin Owens anyway out of respect. Or because out of or the fact of... that they love him. Yeah. We love him. We love him. <laughs> yan, yan. So, I, I'd be very interested to see how Kevin would be as a babyface. Like, and it's so how meta. will he it is How so will he navigate through the breakup of the friendship with Sammy for one? Like, is he also going to get all high and mighty and said that, you were the best man at my wedding. Uh, wh- uh, wh- why why didn't why did you do though. this to me? How could you do this to me? Or you know something? Yeah. I, I don't know. Something I, like that. I wouldn't know about their. And wedding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. The roles being reversed because we've. I've already seen this. I've already seen this play out. Stinerico chapter two, basically. 
That's what it was. So now when you get down to it, when it becomes when the roles are reversed and you're on the polar end of their careers, diba? Na parang they're picking up again. Eh. They're picking up the story again, but they're adding a new layer, they're making it interesting. I want to see more and I don't mind them taking the chance on that booking. Yeah, n- neither do I. Uh, and I say this because I would like to see how far Kevin Owens goes as a babyface. Like, I think um, uh, this he could is a do test. It. He could do it. It's a test for both characters. We've seen Kevin Steen as a babyface, so we know that he can do it. Do it, But to pull that off in WWE is a different monster altogether, number oh, yes. one. Oh, yes. But number two, as a counterpoint to that argument, he gets the cheers of the people anyway. People buy his merch. People respect the fact that he is an incredible wrestler. And a so great imagine man in that. Yeah, yeah, you've got that meta storyline then that he's always done things for his family. So you, when you put that all together, you've got the makings of a baby face, hopefully, in Kevin Owens. Aren't Shawn Michaels level of baby face, eh? And I, 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 would, I would like to say, I would like to say. And I get this that. is why uh, it's important that, you know, uh, SmackDown is really making an effort to write these shades of gray. So, in like, um, it, it's made me... It, it, this week's episode of SmackDown has left me feeling pretty happy. It's left me wanting more, and I can't wait to see how the SmackDown side of the card eventually shapes up. Yep, it would be fun. Right? Now, uh, that's pretty much it for our WWE talk. Uh, neither of us have seen NXT yet this week. I've been trying to unspoil my ass. To, I haven't gotten to 205 either. Yeah, I haven't seen 205 yeah, this is always, either. This is always our thing. But we, start, we start the week with, with 205 and, and, uh, no, and NXT updates. <laughs> Yeah, um, because we never we can't catch it in time. No, yeah, it's it's just been really a very busy uh, stretch. Month. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy stretch, and um, I probably won't be on the podcast for the next couple of weeks because I'll yeah. be out uh, on holiday with family. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is pretty much it, right? Like, yeah, this is this is the show, and then you do the you, we do Sunday, and then you fly out, na rin, no? Yeah, I'll be flying out next week, Mister C World Tour Chapter Four. I, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, you know, the Stancy World Tour has been going on for years, and it, it's just another, it's just another different stamp on my passport. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Europe, Europe, baby. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let me uh, let me segue to our interview with Ruthless Miguel Rosales. Uh, like we mentioned, he's got a lot of stories to share. A lot of them, I'm pretty sure you haven't heard. Uh, mostly because he's a bit of a recluse among the PWR guys. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Um, you know, he doesn't have the same presence on social media as some of the other guys. He doesn't. He doesn't ha- tell his stories as often, and he keeps to himself. But in the back, he's a great guy. Much respect to him, and many good things in his future if all goes well on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll talk about that and more right about now. It's been way too long since we had this guest on the podcast. The last time we had him on the show was in 2015. Oh back my God, that night, that night. That, no, that, that fateful night. Three years ago, right? Almost, almost three years ago almost, to this day. Three years ago. Yeah. The fateful day that I met Rohit Tarani, then of Fox, now with Discovery Channel, and pitched what would eventually be the wrestling gods. But tonight, it's but not it about the wrestling the gods. Night. It was the same night that... Uh, PWR ended up on BNO. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing. That's, I think, more importantly, that was the 
That's what happened, man. It, it was, was a, it, it was, was an important was. milestone in PWR being in mainstream media in the sense that oh, you know, people were tuning into something as mainstream as BNO. They were like, hey, PWR is on Boys Night Out. It was actually a big freaking deal, and so, it was it and it happened spontaneously thanks to our good friend Jamalas. Yes, yes. So, Magic. So wait, that was the first time. We were the first. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, from from PWR. PWR on Magic, pretty much. Oh damn. So anyway, let's our guest for tonight. formally welcome our guest for this week back on the podcast after about two and a half years, Ruthless Miguel Rosales of the Fighters for Hire. Hey guys. How are you guys doing? Well, we're, we're good, good. I'm all excited all because you know it's uh, we. You have come a long, long way since that, that night. That night at Mellow, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a way, it's kind of like Sir Ralph, right? but like uh, we last had Ralph on the podcast that year, then 2015, mm-hmm. and then um, after that, it took another two plus years before we had him on, and then a damnian kwentong binaon since then. So I'm expecting that it's pretty much, or it's more or less the same with you. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like the last time we had you on, you were a single guy. I was, I was, yeah. Now you're married. Uh, yes. No kids on the way. Hey, not yet. Uh-huh. You, but Jesus. This is something <laughs> I wanted to address in uh. this podcast. Stan was actually the MC of our reception, so thank you, Stan. No for man, it's my that. pleasure. It, it was and great. that was also a while back, huh? It was. I have to say, na parang na two years sa kaya, ba? Yeah, two years oh, is here. See? So, so there, uh, August 8th, that's their uh, anniversary. Long, I talked long. about the wedding last week, but we had Ange Pesimal yeah, yeah, on. Ange. We did the love mailbag and someone asked, oh, what if uh, I want to include some wrestling elements in my wedding? And so I, <laughs> I, I talked about your wedding for obvious reasons. So there, uh, uh, if you missed that episode, you can go back on iTunes through our archives and, and uh, find that episode. Yeah, yep, it's yep. just there. So anyway, going back to Migs, uh, you know, so much has changed. You know, you have a new job as well. Tell yeah. us about this new job first. Because, of course, I think it's it's common knowledge by now that our wrestlers all have day jobs. And you're no different. Yep. But if you're not studying, you have a day job. So I have a day job, yeah. So I'm working for a company that makes cheese and chocolates. Mm. Mm. Set up. Set up, that's, that's such a narrow industry. <laughs> yeah. So do you actually make the cheese and chocolate or do you work in the back office in some other function? I work in the back office. All right. So what, what exactly do you do? I am a compensation and benefits analyst. Man, look at you. From from uh, a prize fighter to a compensation <laughs> and benefits analyst. That's so, out of of cara, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, it is very, you know, I am, I'm having a hard time trying to separate my personal life to this wrestling world because I had to be someone na very, uh, na hindi suplado ko sa office eh. Oh. suplado ko sa office. So I had to be very uh, approachable. So it's kind of like, I'm do I'm having a hard time separating myself from this this world this wrestling world where where, where I'm known as ruthless Miguel Rosales then the guy who's from CNB who's Miguel Rosales okay. so mejo I I had to draw a line na I have to be approachable in the office but then they find out that I'm a wrestler also so <laughs> so what was the reaction uh Lahat sila nagugulat, actually. Uh-huh. Why? So, well, I don't know sa kanila, but um, uh, when I showed them the clips, they were like, oh, tayo na, Migs, ginagawa mo yan. Parang ganun yung mga reaction nila and stuff. So, yeah. So, do the bosses know or is it just the people in your team, the people under you? HR? I, I think like 40% of the people in the office knew. 
Wow. And that includes your, your bosses, your managers. My bosses and my managers. Yeah. So what, what do they say? I think in a way because I'm it's it's far from what they see in the office so they don't give you the shit na oh pag na-discrash ka di ka sasagutin ng HMO ha ah, oh, oh they always do that because uh, I remember the last uh, the all out war match mm, the yeah. day before that I from had a shit back. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I went into the office I had a bandaid in my forehead so they were like Nick saan nangyari sa'yo and then I showed them well I I kind of bled from the match and I showed them this uh, I think it was the right side uh, my right bicep it was may, may pasa eh mm. or uh, no no it was the Malit left side malaki pare it's which wait you mean which uh, parang hematoma that? ba to na hindi siya hematoma uh, but parang gumasgas yeah it's a, it bruise. a bruise I remember seeing that but then it wasn't so big when I saw it eh was it? It wasn't. It oh, was really? It. I remember. I remember this because I always check up on your ringside. <laughs> as much as as much as you hate it, I do. <laughs> the, the, the day after that, uh-huh. sobrang pula. Ang sakit. Okay. And then they were like, nasaktan ka ba? Kasi they, they, they saw the band-aid. Yeah, no sure. shit. I, saw, I showed them my left bicep. That was the left bicep. And they were like, oh my God! Ano nangyari dyan? Well, this is part of why I do it. <laughs> These the are the risks we know that we take. Oh yeah. <laughs> so tanggap nila. Tanggap nila. Tanggap nila. Right, so there's acceptance. That, that's a good thing, diba? But okay, so you mentioned you work as an as a compensations and benefits analyst, which effectively makes you part of HR. Yes. Is there someone named Mel in your HR? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so okay, uh what what did you even take up? Like how did you end up in this job? What was your major in college? This is very, very weird. I took up well, I, I've been to three schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been in La Salle, I've been in St. Paul, and I graduated eventually in UE. I took up HRM. That was my last degree. Uh, when I was in St. Paul, I took up music. Yeah. So I graduated HRM. Talaga. And for people actually follow you on Facebook, they know that you also sing in a band. Right? Yes, I do. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the band's name is The Silent Scream. Yes. Tama? Right. Yes. Yeah, you, you can't forget, you can't forget a forget name that. like that. No, and if you've heard them, it's kind of hard to forget. Well, yeah. Thanks, man. So like, uh, I remember you guys performing Blurry at the Revo show. If, uh, if any of you guys remember uh, that fundraiser that we did back in uh, the start of 2017, mm. back yeah, when yeah. PWR was in the red, we were trying to get you know raise funds so we could you know continue chugging along as a company. Uh, Migs's group was a part of that, but you know, um, it's it's amazing how you know how far you've come since then, right? uh, from being a tag team guy. Now you're in the main event. Your main event in shows you're a singles guy and you're in this red hot feud with na uh, Red Mahaba and Ralphie Mabayashi, and then at the last show you declared for the Path of Gold match. So mm. I guess uh, to start off the wrestling side of the interview, where's your head at now that you're a singles guy? Well, now full time singles guy, full time singles guy. Yeah. Well, the main objective now is to win Path of Gold and eventually main event uh, Revolution X and face Ralphie Mabayashi for the championship because I'm here to not. I'm here to prove that I'm not just a tag team specialist. Mm. I'm here to prove that I can hang with the singles guys. But um, like behind the curtain, uh, is there is that really something that bothers you? Imparin that stigma na oh that guy's a tag team guy, right? Like you know how when we watch wrestling, na it's easy to say oh you know Jimmy Uso is just a tag team guy. He's Carl probably Anderson's not going to survive. He's going to be a tag uh, team you guy. Gonna, gonna... Do you feel that pressure within you as a as a performer? In a way, yes. Because people, people have known me to be a, a tag team guy. 
So medyo yung perception nila is ah tag team kayo lang to hanggang diyan lang yan. Mm-hmm. But parang then best hot tag in oh, parang, PWR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean it's true. It's true. In a way, yeah. Actually, oo, oh, oo, oh, oo. Oh, oh. But you know, it's kind of pressuring din eh because I had to step out of the of my comfort zone being a tag team specialist, being a tag team guy to being a main main eventer in you know in PWR so it's malaking adjustment for me. So uh, when you came into PWR into boot camp, you and Joey Bax never knew each other, right? We never knew each other. So you were yeah. strangers and then how did you end up gravitating towards one another in the first place? Because uh, the story that's been shared with me is that the reason why you became a tag team is because you guys uh, had this had this bond. So yeah, how did that start? Yeah. Uh, we had well, we actually have the uh, the same background in fighting, so we both took up MMA. So I think that was the the, 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 the deciding factor why the bookers wanted us to be a tag team. The bookers back then. Bookers back then. There were two of them. There were two of them. Yes. So yeah, union. Yeah, that was the main reason why. Alright, and it wasn't hard because the Fighters for Hire gimmick pretty much fit you guys because you had the legit fighting style. Yes. So, uh, how, how easy was it for you to you know pick up MMA as a sport in the first place? Uh, ito yung truth mm. of why I took up MMA. I was very desperate to find wrestling in the Philippines. Okay. okay. So, uh, I think MMA was the, was the closest thing that I, I can do. Catch wrestling. Diba? Oh. So, oh, so, striking-wise, it's very similar. And uh, the fighting, the conditioning is very similar. Uh, takedowns, they look like spears. So, one of my favorite moves. Mm-hmm. So, yung transition from MMA to wrestling is also very hard because you had to, like, not... Con- Make the contact with punches and kicks. Yeah, when you're trying so hard to knock the guy out. <laughs> Actually, I have to ask: How long were you doing MMA before you got boot camp? I've been doing MMA since 2012. Okay, so and then you came into boot camp 2014. So two years, yeah, two years. And then your background for MMA: striking, basic grappling, basic yeah. grappling, and then no BJJ ng onte. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember we talked about that before. But yes. no catch wrestling. No. No catch Definitely wrestling. Definitely not. Because so, you can get most of your takedowns the manner, BJJ takedowns. Yes. Uh, which translate. Yes. So, you know, the normal Pinoy parent sees na, oh, you know, anak ko, getting to MMAs, be like, oh, magre-wrestling, napaka-violent naman. And I've met your family. They're, you know, a pretty <laughs> chill bunch. And like, we, uh, if, if you've seen the Rosales oh, family at the shows, they can get pretty riled up. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually. Very emotional. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> what's the reaction been first in the Rosales household? Like, when you first told them na, Ma, mag-MMA ako, and then eventually, Ma, mag-wrestling ako. When I told them I was going to take up MMA, they were like, parang wala silang pake, in a it's way. It's a sport. It's a sport. It's a, it's and here's the thing. Uh, back in 2012, I was a fat guy. Oh, okay. I was very yeah, fat. You, was, you were not as jacked as you were... I no. was a bad guy. So I thought, well, MMA is like a platform for me to like lose weight and be fit and be healthy. So it it it, it went on. And then when I found out about Philippine Wrestling Revolution, I here's the story pala. Yo. I was... And this wasn't on the last podcast. It wasn't on the last podcast. <laughs> it is the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is, I wanted to try out for Wrestling Association of the Philippines. So the Olympic team. Okay, wow. Wow. And then I went across YouTube and I searched for I, I think I typed Philippine wrestling. 
Yeah. Then I came across this uh, video of I think it was Revolution Now. Right. So I was right. like, oh, putang ina, may ganito dito sa Pilipinas. Not just sa Pilipinas, but sa Manila. Putang ina sa Manila. And I was diba? like, oh shit, I have to contact these guys. So I went looking for them on Facebook and I eventually found the page. Yeah. And I was like, hindi ko alam kung sino nag-handle nung page at that time. So mm-hmm. I was like, so I messaged them if they have any uh, tryouts and shit. So I think they invited me for the first Renaissance. Yeah, in September 2014 show. 2014, yeah, yeah. And I said I couldn't make it, but uh, uh, I think the guy who was handling the page at the time told me na magkakaroon ng bootcamp for trainees. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Batch I'm two. done for that. Batch 2. Batch two. And yeah. you ended up debuting by Terminus, right? Like, uh, we debuted together. We debuted together at Terminus, oh, yes. Ikaw, ako, siro, si oh, yeah, so you're the one. Right, right. Wow. Okay, so I, I didn't know na wala ka sa Renaissance because... If you look at the PWR crew right now, a lot of those guys were either in the audience of Renaissance or were working <laughs> in some capacity. Yeah. Right? So it's interesting that you weren't among those people. I was, I wasn't there. Yeah, but it was, it was like the first real show, right? MCS-wise. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you've always wanted to be a wrestler, which I've is why always. you took up MMA. Yes. But when you were told na, okay, here's this guy who also does, uh, who, who also does mixed martial arts in Joey Bax and you're going to be a tag team, how did you take that? Well, I didn't think of it like, well, medyo magsasapawan kami. Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. Uh, when we first had our practice match in bootcamp as a tag team, I was like, oh, maganda pala mag-tag team kasi, tangin na, pagpagod na ako, I'll just tag myself <laughs> out. And yeah. I just do the thing. And uh, and it went very well talaga when, uh, at the first uh, practice match that we had. So how did you guys figure out na, okay, this is my role in the team, this is your role in the team, diba? Because eventually, when you guys got hot as baby faces, you settled into your role as the hot tag guy. Mm-hmm. But before that, you were working heel. Yeah, we were. Or you were working tweener. So, how did you figure out yung roles ninyo individually? I think it developed na lang siya along the way. Kasi, uh, there was this uh, situation, uh, the matches that we had talaga were like, uh, I was always a hot tag guy. And Joey was like the heat guy, so it, 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 it he'd stuck. take the moves. Oh, 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 he'd take the moves, and I'd, I'd go for the finish, and I'd go for the hot tag. So, medyo it stuck with that for quite some time, and then eventually, uh, let's just do this for the you know for the longest time we can. So, at what point did you guys figure out that okay, we've got something going on? We know ourselves, we know our act, and we can have a little bit more freedom to play with it. When did you figure it out? I think that was the time that when when, when we turned face. Mm. After Ken, the Ken Warren feud. After the Ken Warren feud. Which was after Revo, Revo X. X 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thereabouts. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Revo X 2016 was when you did the uh, David paint. Yes, I did. And you had that singles match with Ken Warren. Okay, mm. interesting. Yeah, that was the first Swanton bomb off the top row to the outside. Yes, wow. bitch. <laughs> Backstory. Guys, we have I have a love hate relationship with Camus. You, you mind telling them why? <laughs> Every single fucking time you pull the swanton <laughs> or you flip to the outside, I always get fucking hurt. It's always just me. Every single roll back the footage, roll back the footage. Every single time Migs has a swanton highlight. Look for the guy in the middle. It's always me. And a parang running joke na namin to eh. parang backstage after his match. I just be like, fuck you. No, well, or even, even before the even before even shows, before shows, na parang sila sabi na namin, mix ano, tatalan ka. Masabi ko, 
Kamus. <laughs> may dalawa. <laughs> well, you know, as of last show, Migs' spot has been taken by Bert. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, man is Bert. Yeah, man is Bert. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But Migs, for, you know, one day I'm going to get you. We're going to talk about it. One day. That's, that's what he always tells me when we after the shows after our, after no, my no, match. Pag nagyosi na kami sa labas putang na one day mates I'm gonna get you. One day. <laughs> Bakas sa path of Goldman lang. <laughs> Alright, so oops, oops. Uh, okay, uh, before we venture into spoiler okay, territory, spoiler, spoiler, but, but all right, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, Since we're still going to start. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the reasons why. Fans took a liking to you is because of your moveset. Obviously, it's it's power based. You know, you like to throw guys around. It's Brock Lesnar. Barangay suplex, yeah. ba, and the F five, and yeah, you you do draw comparisons to Brock Lesnar. It's, it's just that you're not kasi. six foot five and you're not two hundred whatever uh, two ninety, mm-hmm. So in many ways, uh, you can't blame people for saying that you're like a bodega Brock. Yeah, yeah. So how how does that make you feel as well, a performer? I'm not insulted at all because there's really a truth into that because most of our movesets are based on Brock Lesnar's moveset. So, it's power. Pero it's not just... I'm not just limiting myself to doing power moves. You've seen me do a lot of swanton bombs from, from the scaffolding, from the top rope. I do this... I do sling blades. Mm. I, do, I do spears. So it's kind of like... I'm, I'm, I'm Right now, I'm just... I, I want to show people that I'm just... I'm more than just a Brock Lesnar ripoff. But how do you respond to criticism? L- let's say for uh, from fans online, right? Because you know, our, our keyboard warriors are always there, and hindi mo But you yeah. know, there will be people who say na oh, you know, this guy, uh, it, he he's short, mm-hmm. and parang you know, parang Brock Lesnar ripoff. So how do you respond to that aside from diversifying your moveset? Alam niyo ako hindi ko na lang siya pinapansin pero. If any of you guys are listening, tangina, be in bootcamp, tangina, kayo yung pumunta sa ring, face me, and let's see what you can do about it. Wow. <laughs> Shoot! Alam mo, medyo nakakapikon lang, actually, kasi a lot of the guys are working hard to establish their own personalities and shit, pero there's a lot of keyboard warriors na parang they, they always have things to say to us na parang, tangina, edi kayo yung mag-bootcamp, kayo yung mag- kayo yung mag-bump, kayo yung... Try! Try it. Just, Try it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One session, guys. One session. I dare you. Kung One session. Kung natapos na yung conditioning man lang. Conditioning man lang. Tangin na. Sige. Tingnan natin. It's very easy to say, di ba, na kaya mo yun. And yet, I, uh, I've uh, hung out with you guys at boot camp. I've tried to take a back bump just to feel, uh, you know, just to see how it feels like, and even that it's is an experience. It's not easy. Well, it's not easy. that easy. So, talaga. like, from my perspective, nagbagoing appreciation ko towards the art. So, if, I had that effect from, you know, spending a day with you guys and then trying to learn how to do a back roll and all that. What more if you actually go through the squats? Yes. And <laughs> the, you, the 100 squats? It's not 100 squats. 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 It's but now it's now it's more you know yung ideal conditioning na multi, multiple movements we're doing bear crawls we're doing oh shit uh, diba? Diba? That's, 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 that's BJJ yes yes that's BJJ school school 101 eh. yeah yeah right so okay so 
So basically, it's uh, like like from your perspective, it's a challenge you're laying out to you know any of the, any of our fans who dare to be keyboard warriors about our looks, yes. about the way that we present ourselves and all that. Um, so okay, let let's talk about um, Vendetta, 2017. Let's uh, fast forward a little bit because that's when people really began to see your rise as a single star. Because uh, granted, you were still with Joey Bax at the time. Pero that's when uh, you got that push. You got the Shawn Michaels booking in that match. So what was your reaction when Creative sat you down and they told you that you're basically going to be the last man standing on Team C? First reaction I had was, Putang ina, talaga, hanggang end of the match? <laughs> and the match was booked like, what, 60 minutes at the time? Oh, but ang haba, ang haba din ng match. Tatagal ba ako isang oras sa ring? And I remember the time na I was the only guy left in the team. Yeah. I, siguro bin, uh, I was listening to the to Poch's uh, yung time announcement, yung time an- announcement niya. Uh, parang I was like in the ring for fucking 30 minutes mm-hmm. 30 minutes and parang shit I have to do cardio a week before ang ginawa ko is puro cardio lang talaga and and because because I knew the match was gonna be chaotic as it is yeah and, 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 always and, is always <laughs> is yeah and Parang, well, I have to prove to these guys that I can hang. Talaga, I, I have the, I have the will. I have the capability to be a single star, and uh, I'm thankful for the bookers for, for for giving me that chance. Talaga, because it's not, I, I I wouldn't get that if I'm stuck in a tag team division. So it's something that I'm very thankful for. So I I have to ask the question. Uh-huh. Do you like it being a singles guy? Uh, fifty fifty. Uh, well, sixty forty. 60 40 60%, 60 na yes or 40% na hindi because I'm doing for the last ilang taon na ba ako sa PWR 24 uh, almost 4 years yeah. yeah so I've I can count in my fingers kung ilan lang yung singles matches ko all of them were tag team matches so yung adjustment ko talaga is very drastic and how, how many singles matches have you had you had Panzer you had Ken Warren Mayhem Brannigan alright oh I forget about that yes <laughs> Peter versus Osa. Okay. Four. Four. I think. And then and then the multi-man tags. Yeah. You've had multi-man tags. Yes, Kamaster tag match. We're no, not no, counting no, them. No, We're I counting know, singles I'm just, matches. I'm just... And then you've had multi-man tags where you're working 80%? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. so, five, six? Mga five, six? Lang. Yeah. Oh. So I had to train really cardio lang talaga. Because I wouldn't last in the ring if, if it weren't for cardio. How was that like? Na knowing that people were acting, it was a crazy match, as you said, and people were just losing their minds with the finishes or the finishers being thrown around and you surviving finisher after finisher after finisher. What was that like for you being in the ring? It was very overwhelming. Um, I remember, I think it was, a, it was a spot where Ralph hit me with the tray. Mm. And the crowd and I kicked out of that and the the, the crowd were, were, were chanting Kuya Mix Kuya Mix and I was like oh man this is the best feeling in the world right here <laughs> napakasaya napaka overwhelming it's very I don't know words can't even describe it so uh, looking at the demographic of the local wrestling community especially the people who go to the shows majority of, uh, majority of them fall under our demographic in terms of sex age mm-hmm. diba, social economic background and everything and then you know you have them calling you kuya mix how does that make you feel when you're actually young <laughs> you're actually relatively young and siguro to, to give context within the PWR uh, roster nasa median ka eh, age wise 
So for them to be Connie Kuya Migs, uh, what does that tell you? Well, I think... Kasi uh, people call Joey Tito Joey, di ba? Yeah. So they had to call me something. So I think... Kuya is better than Tito. Kuya is better than Tito, definitely. Because I don't look... I think... Yeah. Di ka pa naman Tito Levels. Hindi pa, hindi pa. In, sa looks, hindi. Pero sa ugali, medyo. medyo, medyo. <laughs> Sine-embrace mo na rin yung pagkatito. Sine-embrace mo na rin yung pagkatito ko. Putang ina. When I drink, yeah. As, I don't... Uh, that's, that's, I was gonna say. I don't go for, like, some big light and, and, you know, smule and shit. I go oh, for... Oh. I go for Pilsen. <laughs> Wala ka naman ko sama sa Pilsen. Exactly, eh. pero... Our Tsaka age. matagal ka rin, matagal ka rin hindi napapadpad sa inuman, post-show inuman ah. Yeah, oh my. Mrs. But, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it just needs to be said. It just needs to be said. Yeah, One, things are a lot different air, now. Throwing you under the bus, man. No, but uh, speaking of the Mrs., of Mrs. Ruthless, I think people have seen a lot of her in the recent months. I think because she's been taking official photos. Official photographer, right? Yes, yes. She's uh, one of the official photographers. That in. How did that even happen? Um, I think it started... Anong show ba yun? Sa, sa... That was... Playland? Playland, Playland. The Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, parang before that pa, she was, she tried, di ba? But not officially ringside. Not officially ringside. But, but she was, was taking shots from yes, the audience. Yes, yes, So I think it officially started nung Renaissance last year. Last year, right? Yeah, last yeah, year. Last year, yeah. At Playland. She was taking photos from the ringside on her seat. So... Eh, ringside din siya, so... So, yeah, kasi, so. kasi wala si Hub, I think, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yes! So I told my wife, uh, you're gonna take pictures. Sabi niya, oo, sige. Sige. Napilita na lang siya eh. Kasi she didn't want to bring camera because people Enjoy might... Enjoy na lang. Oo, oh, diba? So, ang nangyari doon, uh, I asked her to upload the pictures. Mm-hmm. So eventually, the media team from PWR kind of had a liking to them. So, ang nangyayari na ngayon, if if Hub... If I, if I see sa reservation thread natin sa... Ano, na Hub is not there. Yeah. I would always... Uh, reserve Jackie, my wife, as the uh, the photographer. I would always indicate Subnihab. <laughs> <laughs> Subnihab, that, yeah. that's nice. That's nice. So, um, was Jackie ever a wrestling fan? She wasn't. She wasn't. Okay, she's so this not, is interesting. Not at all. Wait, so, so she doesn't. She doesn't like. Yeah. Well, support, support, sha, support, sha. Alam natin oh, yan. Oh, oh. Alam natin yan. Supportive, sha, but. Never, like even now. Never. No, no, no. no. The, uh, the, okay. the question, because is C Hub is a wrestling fan yes. since childhood, so in a way he kind of knows which spots to go to mm-hmm. if he wants the right angle for certain shots. Let mm-hmm. know when certain spots are about to take place. But when you have someone like Jackie, who uh, whose hobby is photography, but doesn't really like wrestling, how does she figure out like the spots where she has to be in, or how does she navigate? Parang holy shit, my tatar na, and I'm kind of in the way. <laughs> So, how, how does she deal with that? Sinasabi ko lang yun sa kanya, pag may naakit ng top rope, umalis ka na, please. Baka matama ka pa, masira pa yung camera mo, ako pa mamamroblema. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yung, ang nangyayari na lang ngayon, kasi since a lot of the moves of the wrestlers are very, ano yun, paulit-ulit. Yeah. So, medyo nag-adjust na rin siya sa mga sequences ng moves na ginagawa ng wrestlers. Uh, when you say na paulit-ulit, is it because, say, they're telegraphed in the sense na, kunwari, JDL would shout out the name of his finisher and then he'd yes. do it? yes. Yeah, and at the same time, at the same time, if you've been to the shows, you know what to expect. You know that yeah, somebody's gonna try, somebody's gonna try this move when he goes up, right? Oh, right. And it's good to Like, honestly speaking. Honestly yes. Jackie, <laughs> if you're listening. Shout out to Mrs. Ruthless. She's tuned in. Alright, um, so, 
you know, we're two, uh, three months into 2018. We're just a few days away from Path of Gold. You're carving out your place in PWR as a singles guy. How is it like coming out uh, alone for the first time in January? Napakalaking uh, adjustment. Because, yeah, I, was, I went out alone. And when uh, Joey suspended, by the way, guys, still. Yeah. So, usually what we do when we get to the venue... Uh, we'd get food, we'd get coffee. Pero nung January, talaga putang ina, mag-isa lang ako. So I had to get my food alone, I had to get coffee alone and shit. Um, but that doesn't really uh, say na I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Because, syempre, uh, the guys in PLV are, they're like my second family. So, it's it's all good. It's all good, man. In terms of ano naman, uh, yung, yung ad- adjust, adjustment, kasi, I think with you and Joey, you guys really lived the tag team aspect, yeah. be, even beyond the ring, right? I mean, you would hear stories about tag teams in wrestling who were inseparable. And then you also know of tag teams in both the international scene and the local scene that they really just are workmates. They're work, but they're, they're work partners. And then after that, they have their own Yes. So you guys were more, more on the former. Yeah, it was. So, um, how was that relationship like? Um... I, I consider Joey like a brother na because uh, it was really I, I don't know how to describe it pero at the time that we were starting out talaga we had to we had to have this bonding kasi ilan lang kami tag team yeah so we were like so parang kami lang yung original na we had to be uh, as solid as we can get and up until uh, it went on Tapos when I was work, still working in Eastwood, he would go to Eastwood. Yeah. And he would uh, drop me a text, uh, bro, nasang I'm, I'm like, then I would always say, na, I have break, I have a meeting, but pero after this, let's go hang out. Kape. Yeah, Kape. nagkakape kami, we go to... Very Tito things. Very Tito things. <laughs> yan mo na, yeah. yan mo na. Well, you know. When you're in Eastwood, darong option lang naman yan eh. Inong kape. Yes. Ape, lunch, stuff like that. Was that an effort na you guys really deliberately did? Because sometimes it's organic, but then sometimes there's a concerted effort to make sure that you know we have to always be on the same page, we have to always get along. Uh, it was always spontaneous, talaga. Like yung pag nakikita kami uh, outside of the wrestling world, talaga magtext ng talaga sa akin na nasang ka, dito ako sa Eastwood mga ganyan, stuff like that. So. Uh, I think yung bond namin as not just a tag team but more like brothers or best friends uh, mas na-establish uh, by doing that. So, uh, among the two of you, w- would you say na there was someone who was like a leader or like someone who called the shots? Wala, wala. So, we, all, we both call the shots. But right now, uh, as someone uh, who's, ha- who's been around PWR as long as you have, how, how would you see yourself in terms of like your role, say in the locker room, you know, just hanging out with the boys or in, uh, at practice, at, at training? Um, so ugali siguro I've always considered myself as the ver- as the neutral guy because you know we've True had, neutral. We've, had, we've had issues backstage, and, you know. I never sided with anybody. Yeah. So I was very neutral. So I I, I tell everybody na uh, I tell this guy na ito yung dapat mong gawin. I tell the other guy kaniyang dapat mong gawin. Let's meet halfway. 
So it's, it's very kuya in a way, para naging umakma yung kuya mix You're pushing right? it, man. You're pushing it. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's art imitating life to an extent. Kasi in a way, the way that you conduct yourself is reflected or is reflective of the kuya mix chat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, like whether or not you're actually conscious of it, right? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 things have a very strange and funny way of working out sometimes. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it, it's amazing lang na, you know, you're one of the guys who really started out like this and then eventually, you you know, you carved out your own path, carved out, carved out your own journey. Um, you're not one of the one, one of the guys who were part of the Batanis crew, diba? You weren't there. I wasn't there. He wasn't I, I was messaged at the, uh, I think it was a month before uh, roughly mo. three weeks yeah kung kaya ko uh, I remember it was one of the bookers back then na uh, nagtanong sa akin itago natin sa pangalang what? ikaw kung gusto mo itago nah, sa pangalang I'm not, I'm not okay. dropping names okay. so yeah nag-message siya so he was asking if I can uh, make it to Batanes thankfully at that time I was planning my wedding mm. so talaga nag-decline ako sabi ko sorry I'm, I'm planning my wedding so I can't go. No, I'm not old skeletons. It's just I'm I'm trying to find like a, a good resting road story that you might have. Na, you know, you've never really shared in a public That's a setting. Good one. Yeah, like do you have any resting road stories? Like were you in the Kazon show? Were you part of that? I wasn't also. Yeah. Uh were you you were part of Manila Madness. No, I wasn't. No, he wasn't. Holy no, shit. He wasn't at Manila I wasn't Madness. in a lot of the house shows. Yeah. Ah. Really? Sorry, Prize pero, fighter, eh. Indeed, no, I was a I have work. I have Wedding yeah, agendas at the time. At the time. At the at time. The time. Tapos ngayon, I have my wife, so hindi po hindi hindi basta basta So so what's your most interesting wrestling road story? Because I think we're at a point as a Fed now we've developed our own little chest of wrestling road stories. Do you have any? I don't think I have a lot actually. I think I have any at this point. You know, you know it's funny. Wait, sorry. I, I want to bring it up. You want to talk about the all-out war tag team match? <laughs> Sorry, because I remember, I remember your psychotic ass. Okay, busting shit out for that match in particular. Just because, apa? Alam mo yung pre-show nung nung sumabog yung ano yung breaker. Tapos mm-hmm. ang init. Anjan ka lang eh. Tapos you're just going through the the weapons and all that shit. And I had to ask you, parang dalamo. <laughs> The mic is yours, sir. Anong dala ko? Yeah. What did you bring into that match? What did I bring? I think I brought... Parang wala eh. It was all on the... It was all because of the audience. Because we had this being your own weapon No, but you stuff. chose particular ones. Na yung binigay. I chose the thumbtacks. You chose the thumbtacks. I chose the guitar. I chose the kendo stick. Well, the orokan was mine, actually. So I had to use it. I... Parang yun lang. Yung who, thumbtacks but, yung bang nakadikit dun sa boxing glove? Hindi, hindi. Yeah, that, was, that, that was Mike's. That was Mike's. Yeah, that was Mike's idea. But it was the Legos. Ah, yeah, the Legos. That's, that was, I mean, the like, Legos. The Legos na parang minura kita eh. Because I remember that na kinuha mo, umabot ka muna sa thumbtacks and you're like, okay, this is gonna this, be fun. Yeah. Tapos biglang may thumbtacks pa rin. Meron, meron pa rin. Uh, kasi... Konti lang yung thumbtacks at the times. I think si... Tago natin sa pangalang Luigi. <laughs> There was a guy named Luigi who who brought the thumbtacks. A fan named Luigi. A fan named Luigi. So he brought the thumbtacks. And it, yeah. I, I figured it wasn't enough. Kasi nung kinuha ko yung bag, I think it was under the ring. Parang, oh, putang yun na, konti lang. So I saw the Legos. Woo! 
light bulb. <laughs> One of the crazy spots that I was thinking for that was, uh, you you guys know the spear the outside. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, of that, course. That, that one with the glorious diving shot. <laughs> na naging cover ng Smart Henry for a couple of weeks. Uh, there was supposed to be fire in that. Wow. Literally. Yeah, no, I I, I, I think I remember. Yes, 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 yes. I remember that conversation. Meron dapat, pero hindi kami so okay. Yeah, no Stand shit. <laughs> no, no shit, shit Sherlock. Man. It was a car uh, car ano, showroom. Train, train wreck, train wreck na yung match. <laughs> Dadagdagan mo pa ng apoy. <laughs> Guys, this is this is just to, this is just to, to contextualize the shit that I put up with as head young boy with Migs Rosales matches. Thanks, guns. Was that the uh, most pain you found yourself in after a match? Yes. Your all-out war Definitely. match. Definitely. But how did you feel that uh, uh, there are people who believe that that all-out war match is the best one in PWR's history? It's very flattering. Because all of the ideas that uh, the four of us had, uh, nila eh. so the ideas that we had, tapos the way we executed it, the reaction, it's it all aligned. Exactly. Very perfect. Perfect so storm, perfect storm with the exception of the venue. And it's funny because uh, for all intents and purposes, that match wasn't even supposed to happen because the deadly sins were just an accidental tag team. Yes. Right? It, it, it turned into a feud. Tapos parang yung naging uh, storyline was, uh, it was after the tag team Ano, tag team championship. Yes, oh. at Revox. And we had we had this backstage uh, uh, shenanigan that we beat up each others, and you 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 approved for you approved the match na all out war. So, yeah. So parang oh, maybe it's time that we prove na ang tag team guys are not just you know In tag division was yes. actually more than what it was. Yes, perceived to be. Yes. So we're a couple months away from Revolution X, our biggest show of the year. But you got Path of Gold coming up in a few days. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, March 11. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, what's your goal for yourself? First for Revo X, and then, siguro a secondary goal for the rest of the year. Siguro the main goal that I can see right now is to prove myself that I'm not just a tag team guy. I have to prove myself that I'm I can hang with the big boys in the singles uh, division. Yeah. And of course, to win. And be a champion of Pilipinas. All right, that's the main goal right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's very straightforward. Yeah, It's very similar to how you conduct yourself in the ring. Na, you know, no nonsense, no bullshit. Yes, very straightforward. Uh, you know, um, you know, just before we end here, I just want to say that I'm really proud of you and everything you've achieved from our days when we all debuted at yes. Terminus, right? Man, what what a fucking journey. And uh, dude, the future is very bright. Really happy for you. Um, I think it's been said um, in certain places, certain forms, but it uh, it has to be said again that Miguel Rosales was actually one of the guys who Canyon Seaman of the WWE <laughs> actually gave a business card. Do we want it? Okay, that's that's the story. That's the, actually, the I think this is his wrestling road story. Do you want to do you want to tell the story yourself? Uh, no, 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 I, no, I can only. Na, gulat na I can only night. tell the story for as far as I was involved. Because okay. Okay, even I don't know when he pulled you aside. Parang tinignan na lang namin. I, I, I. Yeah, so from my point of view, 
from my point of view, diba, I, I was still a GM at the time, mm-hmm. and I was also the, uh, one of the people who got in touch with Chris Marsh, yeah. the uh, GM for Asia Pacific of WWE. So I was, you know, uh, doing the formalities, pleasantries, and all that. And then after the show, I was like, "Oh, how did you enjoy the show? What did you think?" Blah blah blah. And then um, Canyon Team and then I uh, shake hands, exchange a couple of pleasantries as well. And he goes, "Hey, uh, what's the name of that guy who was throwing the suplexes?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." That's Miguel Rosales. And he's like, yes, I want to talk to him. Can you pull him aside really quickly before we get out of here? And that's when I ran and tried to find you. Because I was like, holy shit, uh, I got I to gotta find Migs. I, I right was backstage at the time and I was dressing. I was like, And you pulled me aside. Mm-hmm. That was, you, you were like, uh, you, you grabbed my shoulder and you were like, someone wants to talk to you. Yeah. Parang ganun, right, right. And then you, 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 we, work, we, we walked towards... Mr. Canyon Siemens direction and I was Salabas like are you eh. fucking oh. serious? Ah. And then you introduced me to Canyon and then I was like uh medyo ano ako eh <laughs> starstruck ako because sure ah, my guys from WWE yes and he congratulated me for the match and he liked my style who's it's your match against? Again? Yolo Twins. Yolo Twins. Thank you, Yolo uh, Twins, for the match. <laughs> yes, uh, FRH versus that, Yolo Twins. That entire show is a blur. What happened? He shook my hand. He congratulated me for congratulated me for the match, and he liked my style, and he gave me a, a business card. Do you still have the business card? I still have it. It's not with me right now, but it's it's somewhere safe. Nasa bahay. Oh, nasa bahay. Papalaminate ko. Papalaminate ko. Para puta nila. Pag nagkaanak ako, papakita ko. Oh, yan. Oh, binigyan ako one time ng guy from WWE na... Kulang nalang kontrata eh. I wonder if you thought na I was just fucking with you, no? Yeah, someone wants to talk to you. It's maybe in that direction. Tapos bigla, ah, no, not that guy. This guy. And then some fans like, Hi. Yeah, there. Uh, you know, I, it, it took a while. We actually figured out what Migs' wrestling road story is. Yeah. I think that was that's the only one, and that's the best that yeah. I have right now. I think the other boys would kill you for that story anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Uh, before we let you go, of course, Miguel Rosales, one of the 20 PWR stars who will be appearing at Path of Gold. Do you know what number you're coming out to? Number one. <laughs> yeah, they made it official. They made right, it official. right, right. I remember. Uh, fucking John Sebastian that yeah, I'm going number week. one. Okay, it's okay. Right, right, right. He's coming out number one. It's going to be a lot of fun. 19 other guys. 19 other guys coming for Miguel Rosales' ass this Sunday at 2 p.m. Power Max Center Spotlight at Circuit Makati. Migs, thank you so much for coming coming here. I know you had a long day, and it was a lot of fun having you back on the podcast. Thank you, guys. All right, we'll see you this Sunday. What's up, guys? This is uh, Mr. Athletic Jeff Cobb. And you're listening to the SGP Podcast. Thanks once again to Ruthless Miguel Rosales for coming over and uh, joining us on the SGP Podcast for this week. Before we end, just a couple of announcements. Again, you've got the WrestleMania Viewing Party. It's an annual tradition at this point. The fourth annual WrestleMania Viewing Party at Skinny Mike's. 300 pesos per ticket once again. It comes with a free drink, so I hope you, uh, we hope to see you guys there. Please come out and Bright support. Bright and early. Yeah, support Smart Henry, support WWE, support WrestleMania and all that good stuff. Of course, this Sunday, you got PWR Path of Gold, 2 p.m. at the Power Max Center Spotlight at Circuit Makati. Tickets are available at the door, but if you want to, if you still want to get those discounted tickets, let your boys know, all right? Till Friday. Now, we're going to end the podcast with our standard picks of the week, so let me, uh, let me go first. That uh, crazy Fatal 5-Way, which we were originally supposed to get anyway at Fastlane. Which we got this week. Yeah, finally happened on SmackDown as a main event. It was a lot of fun. Uh, 
especially towards the end, leading up to Sami Zayn hitting Kevin Owens with the Hiluva kick and oh the betrayal. Yeah, the betrayal. So you know we've spent some time talking about it, and if you could only watch one match slash segment on SmackDown, just then that. pick that. Start with AJ Dolph, and then just move on from there. Ganda. Um, my pick of the week is from the NJPW 46th anniversary show, Okada versus Osprey. Um, I've always said this that Will Osprey, given the right booking, could be really great in New Japan. You know, some people don't always agree with that, but the guy has something. And if Okada sees something in him, I think there has to be something. He's the, the Rainmaker is never wrong. He hasn't been wrong in a long time. And I've in, I enjoyed the match. Um, there was a short arm lariat by Osprey that just made me mark out too hard. And that's the gif that's going around. It's fun. It's a fun match. Um, barely any consequences. And it's very rare that you see a champion versus champion. And in this case, chaos versus chaos matchup in a non-New Japan Cup or G1 Climax setting. It's fun. Right. Go catch it. All right, there you have it. Those are our picks of the week. Uh, much love to our brother Ro Moran, who is feeling under the weather. I am beginning to feel under the weather as well. Um, you know, if it I'm under the weather. Evident right now, I sound very different, but whatever. Uh, we'll catch you this Sunday at Path of Gold, and then uh, we'll probably bring back China Liao to review Path of Gold by next week or two weeks from now. All right. So Can't on behalf be of uh, I, I fly on the fifteenth. No, it's not because my flight is in the evening. So, on behalf of Raf Camus and our guest for this week, Ruthless Miguel Rosales, thank you so much for listening and for downloading and for subscribing. My name is Stan C, and we are out of here. And remember to sit down, be humble. Hey, this is for all my kids stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a gun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 